Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with me, Kat, the QB of E. And of course, with me on the other line, I have... Uh, the Vigard. The Vigard. <laughs> the Vigard. <laughs> Hello. Vigard. Hello. Hello. You just, yeah. uh, I, I was reading something the other day, um, and I know a lot of other people read the same thing, and a friend had written in a, in a Facebook post. So he had a shirt off, and he was showing his big muscles off, and he said, uh, like, two fingers up to all you vegan tards. So vegan tards. Oh, you read that, did you're you? Vegan retards. And I instantly read it as vegard tards. Yeah, <laughs> many like, did. Many oh, he's did. Take, he's taking the piss out of the vegard. Everyone um, did. Game. I hate you all. So vegard and vegan is quite close, isn't it? It's only two letters Not away really. from being a complete moron. Not really. <laughs> but Not let's really. pretend. Really? Just for your really. amusement. <laughs> and it does amuse us. So yeah, it does, we'll clearly. You mock. Yeah. So how are you anyway? Has that sexy voice cleared up yet? Uh, well, what do you think? Uh, no, you're still a bit rough around the edges. You're going to really cut down on those cigarettes, man, I tell you. It's not yeah. good for your body. No, it's, it's not, not good for your lungs. It's not good for your throat. No, your sexy voice is still here, strangely. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Did I tell you that my husband's trying to kill me? Mm, well, doesn't he do that on a regular basis? I would. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that normal? Is that is that new? Uh, is it just me that thinks that it's, it's wrong that your husband should try to kill yeah, you? Yeah, is that wrong? <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> Isn't that common where you live? Isn't that what they do? Is it common where I live? Well, that's a different question altogether for a very different podcast. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, if you anyway, don't care, yeah, feel free to tell me about it. What did you do? Did you drive? Drive the car? Uh, no, my lovely did husband you walk bought outside me alone. <laughs> Did you hold your fork and knife incorrectly, my darling? Oh, no. No. He bought me a car. Or rather, he bought me a monster truck. He bought me a massive Jeep Wrangler, which is all jacked up with massive, huge fat wheels, extra after after sales service, whatever, wheels. It is huge. I ride about the height of a, a Mack truck on the highway. So very, very, very large larger jeep um but he he did he he was he was a bit naughty because he didn't research it and this surprises me from my husband because he is um he's a risk analyst that's his job Mm. he's been doing that for a long time Uh, and normally he assesses every single risk there is so if i leave my uh, sports bag on the stairs he will say can we please not leave our sports bag on the Mm. stairs we might trip over it and someone might have an accident oh and break God. their leg on the stairs. And we went and um, Mini QBV and I just go around going, Mr. Health and Safety has spoken. Mm. So we take the he piss out of him. Like, but he anyway, sounds like fun. 
<laughs> Luckily, he's got some very good features about him. Otherwise, we'd have to kill him. Uh, yeah, so he, he, he bought this vehicle, and he didn't actually get it checked out before he bought it. So it's, it's not brand new. It's a second-hand vehicle. Uh, and I drove it, and um, I said, I don't I don't like the way it drives. I, it, it shudders at speed. Uh, the brakes don't seem to be very good. The... Uh, uh, it's too. It's noisy. There's a clunk in the steering column. Oh, all the stuff. And he said, "That's how an old Jeep is supposed to drive." No, I was going to talk I about women and driving, but I'm not going to go there. Actually, no. Actually, no. I'm a very good driver. I have you know? I've sure. never had an accident sure ever. Yeah, yeah. I've been driving since I was 15. There you go. Mm. Um, so anyway, we took it down to. Finally, he took it down to the Jeep people um, and they took it through the diagnostics and it turns out that, yeah, I was right. There are, the wheels are offset five degrees, the drive shaft is nearly gone, so the gear selector is nearly gone, uh, something else is nearly gone. Sounds like a bargain. <laughs> I think there is a load wrong with it, a load, a load, a load wrong with it. Um, and I just turned to him, I said, were you really trying to kill me? I could have actually gone driving along the shit I stopped and put my foot on the brake and not actually stopped. No, no. He's no, trying no, to kill me. He's trying oh, to kill me. God. Sure, sure. Oh, the drama is strong in you, isn't it? Well, anyway, so that's all <laughs> been cleared up. But what I did think was it's it's funny how people, when they make a decision, they make it on based on emotion most of the time, don't they? Um, and it's a really, really, really useful thing to know that if you ever want to make a big decision about anything, like a buying a car or a house or getting married or having a baby or having that last bit of chocolate, um, is don't ever make a decision when you are in a high emotional state. And whether that be really, really super happy and ex elated and excited and you're hyped up, uh, don't make a decision then. And Vice versa, if, don't, if you're really miserable and sad and depressed and angry, don't make a decision then either. Just wait, 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 wait. And then I think call about that. I have uh, a thing I call the 24-hour rule. Okay. That sounds really, really, really exciting. Mm, yeah, just as exciting as your car. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm uh, in an emotional state, which I'm not, because I do not have a heart, because I do not know biking. what emotion is. Let's say I were, let's say I had emotions. If I were on an emotional high or low, I would wait 24 hours before making a decision. How many times, Kat, have you uh, have you ever written an email when on an emotional low or high, especially on an yes. emotional low? When someone has shouted at you, pissed you off. Pissed I did off. one just recently, and I had to go back and apologise because it wasn't really what I meant. Well, it was. I meant it at the time, but only for a few seconds. <laughs> Harsh was being. Ah. Yeah. Uh, to backtrack. But then yeah. you know what I mean. If you'd waited, probably just overnight, you would have woken up the next morning and just thought, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna do anything about it." Yeah. Yeah, or you just been rational about it and just been very to the point and said, okay, this is not working or this is what's happening and whatever. But yeah, there's a there's a very, a, that's a really, a really good tip, actually. I know. Because there's a, the fine line between actually you doing something and operating under that emotion um, and actually stopping and taking, you know, kicking back and going, actually, what am I experiencing right now? 
because you are it's hard to do it because you're in the moment most of the time and you know your emotions take over everything and our emotions are there to to protect us not so evolutionary we have emotions to you know, run away from enemies or not be eaten by something or you know pick out the right person we want to have sex with so we can have the best looking babies that's you know that's pre-programmed in us from years and years and years of you only evolution. found one did you i well you said people no have babies but you only found one guy too yeah anyway no that was a I had one, was, one baby yeah you only found one good looking guy i couldn't uh, I hate, I know, I couldn't do childbirth more than once. Oh, my God, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, um, but, you know, it protects us. So we, it happens, but, and often we don't stop and think, actually, what am I experiencing here? Is it this is happening and this is real and this is what I need to do and this is the action I need to take? Or actually, am I being triggered? Am I being triggered by this emotion? And do I need to just step back and go, okay, let's have a think about this rationally? Let's go and do something else and think what? about it. What? You're saying we're not rational all the time. Well, I don't know about you, but I am free to admit that I am not rational all the time. But I can laugh about it. So I, I can admit that to you, but don't That's tell anyone. That's my favour. You can admit it, but you're not going to tell anyone. Yeah. No, you, you can't tell anyone. I'm telling you, but you can't tell anyone else. Okay. Well, not what 100,000 listeners are going to know that you now. Mm, well, well they can probably irrational. keep their mouths mouth shut, can't they? <laughs> I don't know. You can make this into a competition. Hands up, you think it's rational. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. I got many, many times where I've been uh, emotional about stuff. I also got many times. I think I've, I've honed and developed that skill over the years. Is that I can uh, sometimes now I can force myself to calm down. If that makes sense. That does not mean I am not agitated, <laughs> but I can. I can tell myself either to wait or I can tell myself that you're in a state right now where if you respond, you will probably exaggerate or do something you will regret. Or regret, so yeah. The consequences I'll, will be different. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So And that's the difference between... Because what's going on is that your emo- your feelings, they stem from, you know, the... Um, the uh, what do you call it? The amygdala. Your, amygdala, your, yeah. 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 And that's kind of, uh, and then you have kind of the logic brain. I think uh, in, yeah. the, in the book that David Kahneman, he said, talks about system one, system two. So, so you've got the, yeah. the the limbic system and you've got the logical, more kind of logical system, system mm-hmm. one and system two. And that's the strange thing with us humans, that our, our limbic system can tell us that we are in danger or that we need to react whilst our logical part of the brain can actually still be used to try to control that uh, and, and it, what what often happens is that the limbic system will override all kinds of logic so you can't really control it but you can you can learn that over time to to, um, to improve you're listening to the grow your salon fast show with cat and vagard remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com and actually, a really good example of that is if anyone's got teenagers in their house or was a teenager once themselves, um, you can see it, it happening or you can see it not working because, you know, teens have uh, have issues with, um, you know, the growth of the brain. The brain is still being developed. They go through this massive growth phase um, in teenage years. And the everything shuts down or just becomes so overwired 
um, lots of hormones are kicking off and all the rest of it, that you can see that they make poor decisions. Um, you can see how, uh, you know, guys get into cars with their friends when they're drunk and go for a joyride and end up dead. You can you can see why it happens because their decision-making is flawed um, because the part, that part of the brain is supposed to be doing that work isn't working properly. Uh, and just, to, just, just for clarity, women never do that. For instance, if they go shopping handbags or something, they never make emotional decisions. <laughs> or shoes. Well, see, or the shoes. thing with women is that they don't end up killing themselves, and that's, that's the difference. But for, with women, it's completely different. The whole brain just shuts down. There is no understanding the girl girl universe. We call it not a universe. It's the girl universe. No one knows what goes on in the girl universe. Not even the girl knows what goes on in the girl universe. <laughs> So you just have to ride it out. But decision-making is, is, is quite different. So decision-making and emotion tend to go together. Um, and you have to separate the emotion from the decision-making. And that's quite difficult. It is. Yeah. So. It is. Have we yeah, got any tricks up our sleeves? Yeah, this is a trick up the sleeve. So here, here's, here's the little giveaway I'm going to give away on this one, is that because you know that, now you're aware of that and now you know how to fix the problem if you're in an emotional state and you've got a decision to make. You can use this for good. So use the force for good, Luke. Mm. You know now your clients are exactly the same as you, so they will make their decisions in emotional states. You need to get your client into the right emotional state to make the decision to do to buy from you. Does that sound it's like true. that's a bit... It sounds, yeah. Well, it depends on how you use it. As you said, you can use it for evil. No, well, you can never, you can never trick people into, you can never trick people into doing something they absolutely not want to do. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is that what you could do, what some people do, and I would never do this, but they put people together in a small dark room, play loud music and loads of stuff like that. And then they try to sell them on something. And they do that to manipulate people. And I would never, I would never do that because that would just be, you know, bias remorse, and people would hate you after, and the rest of it. But and there's uh, no not, point because no. the, the money's in the long term relationship with exactly. people, so you want to be honest and, and upfront. And I think yeah, what you absolutely. want to do is that you want to align your, you want to make sure they're aligned with their best interests, basically, emotionally and logically. That actually makes complete sense because if you are doing things to sell to people to. To, in their best interest so that they're getting something out of it they're getting you know a better lifestyle a better health care a better whatever it is that's what you're selling not uh snake oil to make people just buy something from you because you want to, to make money yeah you're right it's in their best interest yeah i think we could just emphasize that that everything we share is it, it hinges on that you're you're selling something that is in the customer's best interest and it's in your best interest as well, of course. But we, we, never, we never teach or tell you anything to try to trick people. We never recommend that you trick anyone and try to fool anyone into buying from you because that's not, you know, that's not yep. in their best interest and it's not in your best interest. For example, I'd never work with someone, a client, for example, who sold, uh, oh, cigarettes is a good one. Yeah. And it's the most, most obvious one because that's not, you know, if I'm trying to sell a cigarette to somebody, even though I know I can emotionally push those buttons if someone wants to buy it, oh, yeah. um, it's not in their best interest to smoke it. And it's dangerous for them. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't advocate doing that. But I, if you have yeah. a product that you know will help somebody, um, whether it be their skin, their teeth, their hair, whatever it is, their nails, 
then it's in you know you should be selling that that's something that make, enhances somebody's health or lifestyle choices then do that that's you know perfectly legitimate and it's an ethical moral um uh, way of doing things and that's what you're in business for yeah. A few years back, I turned down an offer from a customer. I did programming, and he uh, something in in another business he had, and then he came to me with uh, with a proposal that we will go into the betting industry. But I had already decided that I didn't want to go into. No, what he wanted me to do is to program, you know, solutions for a betting company, and this was when the betting company started up. But I'd already decided that I do not want to work with betting companies. I do not want to trigger people's emotional need to click a button to you know win some money that's not a business i want to be in so it was really easy for me to say no i would never work with betting i would never work with you know uh tobacco or or, you know just stuff like that i have a list of things i would never do yeah and that's a good place to be because you don't want to be put you know doing that that sort of shit really that's not what we're here for we want to make sure that we are Doing things in a nice, ethical, moral way. Yeah, that sounds really tinny, doesn't it? Angels. It sounds awful. Oh my god, that said, you have to sell your shit. <laughs> I have to sell your shit, but do it. Uh, yeah, well, you do. You have to sell your shit. That's what you're there for. If you if you've got a business and you've got staff, you want you know, it's your responsibility to be making money so you can pay your staff. Um, and by the way, we do it's your responsibility judge, to make money to pay yourself. And huh? we don't judge. There are different, I'm not going to talk about this for very long, but there is a moral, <laughs> people's morality differ. I mean, you got one, I mean, it depends from person to person what you think is okay or not. I mean, not judging. So we're just saying that what, what our principles are. But your principles think, might And you'll differ. have your own values. You have your own values, exactly. yeah. And, and people will choose to, to deal with you based on your values. So you're going to rip them off. You're going to do shitty things to them. You know, good luck with that. That's not going to last very long. Yeah. Kat, we are approaching the 20-minute uh, mark. And <gasps> Magical I, um, we have something, uh, well, we revealed that last time, actually. But we for new listeners, we will... Uh, we will uh, say that there are no private podcasts anymore. No, nope, no private podcasts. We've hit them on the head. We have cut them off like a dandelion in the uh, weed bed of the grasslands. They are gone, 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 never to be seen again. If you didn't get a private podcast, when we were offering them, you are shit out of luck. <laughs> Bye-bye. So uh, what we're offering instead, and this is something actually I think is even way cooler, uh, way cooler, I'm down with the kids, uh, is um, a breakthrough call. So this is a specific free, no, no obligation breakthrough call. It's an hour long. We will get on the phone, uh, schedule at the time that's suitable to you. We will talk about your business and we will talk about the things that are happening in your business and we will come up with uh, what you want for your business and a plan and a plan that's specific to you and specific to your business about how you're going to achieve that, um, how to position yourself and your salon to become the leading salon clinic spa in your area and charge the premium prices that we know you deserve um, because that is what it's about. It's not about scrabbling around for the bottom of the barrel and get the 
best clients on offer because when you're scrabbling around in the bottom of the barrel, um, you often find that the people in the bottom of the barrel are not the most favorite people to deal with mm-hmm. um, and they create Fun a lot that. of pain and, you, and anguish and I don't know, they, they, oh, dealing with bad clients, man, that just yeah, sucks. Um, and we'll also show you how to generate new clients um, or get new leads or new prospects, whatever you want to call them, on autopilot. So all this can be done without you having to think about it. Um, and you don't have to um, search around for new business. You don't have to constantly think about it. It's all done and it's all coming into your business without anything on your part. Um, and the, the thing is, is that there are so many salons and clinics and things that are set up on the high street every day. Um, you know, people decide to go into business and they start to take the clients off you um, and become competition and people go to the next bright, shiny new thing. So you know, you're lo- losing clients on a daily basis. So let's stop that. Let's, um, yeah, let's stick some claws in and stake our claim, stake your claim to the best clients on offer at the best prices that you can uh, that you can charge. So, uh, all you need to do is go on to the growyourselfandfastshow.com forward slash start, book your call. Uh, there's an application for that as well. Um, you need to fill in the application within 24 hours, otherwise, your call's cancelled. Um, and you'll get on a call with either Vigard or myself. So, depending on where in the world you are, so if you're in Scandinavia, you'll be speaking to the Viking. Anywhere else in the world, you're speaking to moi, unless mm. you have a preference. Uh, so, Get on there, book it. Um, there's nothing, you've got nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And I'm going to until next time. Until next time, we'll be back. Yay! See ya. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.